Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. First of all, uh Gerald Nadler, I've known him a long time. He's a sleazebag. Everybody knows that. Uh, Pat Cipollone is a high-quality human being. I was very impressed with Pat. He had great emotion yesterday. Uh, Pat's a brilliant guy, but I've never seen that emotion. And that's real emotion. That's because he knows this is a hoax. And uh, I was very proud of the job he did. I've known, uh, I've known Jerry Nadler for a long time. He's opposed many of my jobs. I got them all built very successfully built in New York. But uh, so we have yet another fight. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it surprising? Isn't it amazing? Do you think that Pelosi is sorry now that she unleashed this upon herself? You know, I actually am starting to believe that uh, they're going to impeach themselves. I noticed last night, 53 to 47, every attempt to railroad Trump was shot down despite what the lying media told us. Not one Republican turned on Trump, which is amazing. They said Collins would turn, then they said uh, uh, the guy from Utah would turn. None of them turned on Trump. The media lied to you again. Uh, Wolf Blitzer, liar. That other one, Jake Tapper, liar. And I said this will end with Dems impeaching themselves. I think that's going to happen because I don't see it going any other way. The hubris, the chaos, the nemesis is right in front of our eyes. And it's interesting to me that nothing's really going to change. And so I I posed the question this morning, how would your life actually change if the illegitimate racist Dems succeeded in removing President Trump from office? In other words, let's take the worst case scenario, worst, and they get the turncoats to turn. And they remove Trump from office. Tell me what actually happens in your life is what I asked you. A lot of people responded to that. 
some with rather predictable answers and some with unpredictable answers. Uh, I think the country would evolve into total anarchy and chaos, by the way, if the illegitimate racist Pelosi and her henchmen succeeded in removing Trump. I think that's what would happen. But would it really affect your life if Trump is removed from office? The stock market would crash. Your 401ks would collapse by 50 percent. What else would happen? Huh? Now, do you fear a racial civil war in America because of occasional Cortex's speech? You won't believe what she said yesterday. She was outright fomenting race war against white people in front of a black audience. Nobody wins in a civil war. This drunken bartender needs to be thrown out of Congress for what she's doing. Should all flights from China be halted? Of course they should be. Of course they should be. In a sane nation, there'd be no flights coming in from China. But we don't live in a sane nation. We don't live in a nation where there's any medical sanity anymore. It's all, they put it up, at, well, how much it'll cost us if we cut the flights from China. Of course cut off flights from China during this epidemic. The Chinese themselves are, are, are stopping flights coming in from the region where the uh, virus has uh, <clears throat> first uh, originated. They're smart enough to stop it from spreading in their own country, but not here. We have no centers for disease control. It's the center for Democrat control. We have no CDC. I've tried to tell Trump this for three years now. Get rid of the politicians and the CDC. But no one listens to me with regard to that. They're too deeply entrenched. You talk about cleaning the swamp. You start with the swamp of the NIH and the CDC, and maybe you have some rational research and rational medical sense in the country. Of course it should be stopped, the flights. But the word quarantine went out with the AIDS epidemic. The lobby was so strong that you'll never, ever see a quarantine for anything, even if it means a population dying from a virus from China. Never. They're afraid of the word quarantine. But getting back to the first question, how would it really affect your life if Trump was removed from office? Would it really matter? Does it really matter? I mean, we have a rather stable governmental system. Now, I know what's behind this. Pelosi watched The Godfather too many times, and she actually thought she'd be president by impeaching Trump and Pence. It's not going to happen. Because God forbid, even if they did succeed in removing Trump from office, Pence becomes president, and there would not be enough time for them to uh, gin up a case against Pence and remove him. So it would be Pence and the same Republican Senate in control of the Senate and in control of the government. So even if it happened, the Godfather theme, we didn't have time, Michael, Governor Corleone, Senator Corleone, we'll get there, Michael. She watched the movie too many times. The nutcase, Nancy thought she'd be president by impeaching Trump and Pence and get a twofer, but it ain't going to happen. That's all. If you want to call, look, the phone number is 855-407-282. I don't know if I even want to talk about this crap. How many of you really are watching this garbage? I know people. I know business people. They're not watching it. I know attorneys who are in court. They're not watching this garbage. They know it's a kabuki. It's a kabuki play. There's, a, there's the Democrats screaming the world's going to come to an end unless Trump is removed. It's not going to happen. They don't control the Senate where the vote takes place. And yet they're acting as if they're spoiled babies screaming and screaming and screaming and throwing Pablo on the floor until mommy gives them what they want. They can scream all they want. It's not going to change a thing. So either you're watching or not watching the circus on television as Adam Schiffless lies to your faces and Trump's lawyers put up a defense. I don't think anybody's minds are being changed. I'm still sure you're all entrenched in your side on, on this issue.
Either you support him or you don't. But think about this, please. Say this doesn't go our way and the president is somehow removed from office. Would this really affect your life? How would it affect you in any direct way? Would it really matter? Because the same power structure would be there. Same place. Pence would move in. There would be an orderly transition of power at the head of state. But policy-wise, what change would occur? Congress wouldn't change. The Senate wouldn't change. It would all come down to the election in November. So you would say they'd go after Pence. Well, there's not enough time in nine months before an election to go after Pence right now. So it really comes down to next year's, well, the election in November of this year. They know that Trump will beat any one of their incompetent, nebbish candidates. This is really about the election coming up in November. It's not about right now. As one of Trump's lawyers said last night, this is not just about the last election. It's about the upcoming election as well. That's what it's all about. Uh, Pelosi and the House Dems are betting the House on this next election, and they've chosen this impeachment as the vehicle they think will get them to the promised land. Will it? I doubt it. But they're acting like a wounded animal and lashing out as though their lives depend upon it. You know, elections have consequences, and that's partly what we're witnessing now. Our side lost the House of Representatives. Pelosi, Schiff, and Nadler, the three stooges of the apocalypse, rammed a sham impeachment down our throats, and we the president, we the people have to sit there and take it. And now they're screaming for witnesses in the Senate trial, trying to run how things are done there. But to his credit, McConnell is having none of it. Their screams and threats mean nothing because they don't run the Senate. Again, they're like babies screaming in a corner until they get their way, having a fit. Uh, it's amazing to me the Republicans have stood so solidly. And I tweeted last night, 5347, each attempt to railroad Trump shot down. Despite what lying media told us, not one Republican turned on Trump. This will end with Dems impeaching themselves, unquote. Now, they made us believe that at least some of the four moderate or quizzling repubs would turn on Trump. They didn't. So what are the babies of the left whining and crying about? They want witnesses. Witnesses, by the way, which they could have called during the House impeachment hearings. But why didn't they call them? Why didn't they call the witnesses during the House impeachment hearings? The whole thing is nonsense. They said they had to hurry it up because Trump was so dangerous and he would endanger our national security. That's why they didn't want to bring witnesses. They didn't want to slow it down. And then Pelosi sat on the articles of impeachment for weeks all over New Year's as the witch tried to dictate what happens in the Senate. What happened to her need for speed? Then the night school nebbish, Jerry Nadler, keeps claiming the evidence is vast, clear, and indisputable. The case is rock solid. It is clear the president committed high crimes and misdemeanors. Yet they say if they get no witnesses, it will be a cover-up and a sham. How can you square both of those statements? So let's say they get their way, and there are witnesses, and they call John Bolton. That's the big one, right? Ooh, they're going to call the walrus. So what? Let me ask you something. What makes them think Bolton will stab Trump in the back? That would be political suicide for him. He would then become untouchable by any party. He's not going to want to be known as a Judas for the rest of his political life. So let's trade Biden for Bolton. Bolton would probably shock the left by not stabbing Trump in the back. Uh, on the other hand, Biden would be finished because everyone would see how corrupt the Biden family actually is. And then the, gam the gamble that the Dems took uh, on the Bolton versus uh, Biden thing uh, would be over. But let's go the other way. What if Bolton would stab Trump in the back 
and the case is made that the president should be removed. Go back to that again. Huh? How would that affect your life? You know, we live in a constitutional republic. It's made for a smooth transition. If a president dies or a president is removed, there's a smooth transition that makes this country phenomenally viable, by the way. So how would it really affect you? Can you answer that question for me right now? I'll ask it again. How would it affect your life if Trump would be removed from office? Can you answer that? Now, let's look at what's coming up in the, in the, in the uh, sequence here. Today, Wednesday, eight hours of these morons for opening arguments. Again, there he is, the star of the show, Bug-Eye Schiff. Bug-Eye Schiff, eight hours of this, this character. Thursday, eight more hours for opening arguments. Friday, eight more hours for more opening arguments. Saturday, uh, Trump's defense counsel has eight hours for opening arguments. So they get 24 hours and we get eight hours? How does that work? Wow. Hmm. Well, next week, defense counsel could continue to build their case on Monday and Tuesday. We get another 16 hours of this crap. And senators then have 16 hours to ask questions of both the impeachment managers and Trump's counsel. So the vote on hearing more evidence isn't expected until sometime next week. And then the pressure will be on a subset of moderate Republicans and Democrats yet again. And that vote will determine if any additional witnesses will come uh, and be considered or if the Republicans will be content wrapping up the trial without this testimony. It's, it's so boring. It's beyond belief. So I went back to the Clinton impeachment. Now, the Senate trial began on January 7th, 1999. I was on the radio at that point for five years. I opposed the impeachment of Bill Clinton for a couple of reasons. I didn't think he did anything that was impeachable. Oh, he lied. The word politician means liar. That's what it means. In my, in my lexicon, word politician equals liar. Have you ever heard of a politician who didn't lie for a living? I, first of all, they're almost all lawyers. Lawyer and liar are one and the same to me. So, okay, so the impeachment trial of Clinton, I oppose it, by the way. 13 House Republicans from the Judiciary Committee served as managers. And they included Bob Barr, who will be on this show in the next hour. It's very interesting. He was a manager. At that time, I want to see what he has to say about what's going on now. And then it went on and on and on. Three days, February 1 to 3 in 1999, House managers took videotaped. This is important. You haven't heard yet from anybody. House managers took videotaped closed door depositions from Monica Lewinsky, Clinton's friend Vernon Jordan, the golfer, and White House aide Sidney Blumenthal, the snake. What happened? On February 4th, the Senate voted 70 to 30 that excerpting these videotapes would suffice as testimony rather than calling live witnesses to appear at trial. Remember that. The videos were played in the Senate on Feb 6. On Feb 8, closing arguments were presented with each side allotted three-hour times. So in other words, yes, they had witnesses, but they were on videotape. They were not live. You get it? That's the precedent. How would your life actually change if the illegitimate racist Dems succeeded in removing President Trump from office. Incidentally, as I speak, it is so cold in Florida that iguanas are falling out of trees. NASA scientists who inform us that we're moving into a little ice age, they don't know as much as the hysterical 15-year-old Swedish schoolgirl Greta Dumberg, do they? The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. Let's talk about living with chronic pain. It's the worst Look, it's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect everything in your life.
Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Maybe it's been going on for a few weeks and hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. Enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On developed by Omax Health. This non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. But listen, the best part is this 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering my listeners... 20% 20% off a full bottle of CryoFree CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. That means anything they're selling, 20% off. How? Just go to omaxhealth.com, enter code SAVAGE. That is O-M-A-X health.com, enter code SAVAGE to get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything on their site. Still not convinced? Go look at the product reviews. They've got 95% five-star reviews, page after page, of customers saying they've tried everything, and Omax CryoFreeze is just great. They're now buying it for their whole family and friends also. You have pain that won't go away? Then you qualify for Omax CryoFreeze. Simply roll it over where it hurts and ice out the pain. No messy creams or horrible fragrances like some of those other products. CryoFreeze works within 10 minutes of application, improving physical training, recovery, and performance. So go to omaxhealth.com and enter code SAVAGE to get 20% off CryoFreeze and everything on their website. This product is the real deal. So go to omaxhealth.com, enter code SAVAGE to get 20% off and site-wide. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So uh, phone number is 855-407-282. I'm asking a loaded question, which is really clear. How would it affect your life if Trump was actually removed from office? Now, don't get me wrong. He's innocent of the charges, shouldn't be removed. But let's say you get the turncoats and they remove him. Guilty and they take him out. So then Pence becomes president. So let me ask another loaded question. All those amongst this audience, and I know there are many of you who listen who don't agree with me politically on many issues, uh, especially in San Francisco, where the, the show is you know, emanating from these 25 years. God, 26 years this March, God willing. You're a liberal, you, so you think you're a liberal. Would you accept Pence as president, or would you then go along with the removal of Pence as well? I mean, let's just see how fair you are. Let's see how fair you are. Would you accept Pence as president? Well, he's not good enough for you either. Why? Because he's not an outright communist. He's too Christian. He reads the Bible and believes in God. That's an offense to you, Nancy Pelosi. So I'm asking again, if you're a liberal and God forbid for me, Trump was removed, would you accept Pence as vice as president? Or that wouldn't be good enough for you either. You want a complete decapitation of the government so that the corrupt Nancy Pelosi can become president? Don't be don't be silly for a minute. You know, I, have a, I was going through my archives last night. I found pictures from April 2018, I think, when I visited the White House. And I have some great pictures of myself and my wife with, uh, with Vice President Pence. 
Do you know what Pence did? I have to tell you again. I brought in my book, God, Faith, and Reason. He, he knew the book, and he said to me, Dr. Savage, will you please underline the first line of that book and initial it? And he put it into the presidential archives. He's a great man. He's a wonderful man. But that wouldn't be good enough for you liberals until you have an outright corrupt mafioso in there. Is that it? That's what you want? A narco-terrorist in the White House? Michael Savage, a host like no other. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free in-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. I got here on my own. No one gave it to me. There was no secret hand signal amongst white people or Jews to get me here. I killed myself to get where I am. I fight every day to stay where I am. No one gave me a thing. In fact, every impediment known to mankind was put in my way, like affirmative action, the most racist laws on the planet, giving jobs to people based on their skin color. It would make Martin Luther King Jr. turn over in his grave. The opposite of of the whole meaning of civil rights is affirmative action, the opposite. But let's get down to what we're going to talk about today which is, uh, you know, the, uh, the impeachment uh, drama, the, the kabuki play. We know how this ends, unless it doesn't. So the turncoats during the vote go the other way, and they vote to remove, and then there's cheers across America. Uh, let's see. Uh, everyone in Hollywood, they run out in the streets. They break out the champagne. They do the crack right in the open. They raise the rainbow flags in West Hollywood. And they're dancing in the streets because Donald Trump's been found impeached. And they remove him from office. And then what? Tell me what happens then. How does it change your life? The economy would collapse, number one. There would be no immediate policy changes because the same Senate's going to be there. Don't you understand that? What, what do I have to tell you? 
yeah, there'd be an economic downturn, but basically because we live in a constitutional republic, it would be an orderly transition, just as if, God forbid, a president died in office. The world has not come to an end. Vice president takes over. So then Pence becomes president. Then what, you start rioting again because he's too Christian for you? You will push the right at some point, if you're on the left, so far that, you know, you see the rally the other day, the gun rally in Virginia? Remember they predicted there'd be riots and the white supremacists would shoot people in the street? Nothing happened. You know why? Because they're all good people. They're really great people. The people who love the Second Amendment, they respect the Constitution. Did you see their faces? Did you see the guns they had? Did you take a look at those men? Go push them a little bit more. Go get, keep screaming at them. Go throw eggs at them. Go push them a little bit more. See what happens in this country. This country's not ready to be rolled over to a bunch of leftist degenerates. Let me tell you that right now. They'll strip their masks off in this. Let me stop right there. I I said I wouldn't go there. I'm not going to go there. But, okay, they remove them. What happens then? What would happen? I'd like to know what would happen. There's not one liberal took my, uh, my challenge, the savage challenge. I ask the liberals who listen to this show, of whom there are many, because I know I meet them. They like, these are the liberals who can still reason, who like to hear an uh, opposing point of view with, with logic and facts attach, attached to it, and then they make up their own mind or they argue with you. Why are they not calling to say that they would accept Pence as president? Why? Because they wouldn't? What would you do then? Try to impeach Pence for what? what? What was his crime? Oh, he was tied into Ukraine also. I see. He was having a, a cheese sandwich while Trump was on the phone with the, the comedian from Ukraine. So now start an impeachment of Pence? I don't think so. I don't think so. But what would happen if we're removed? I'd like to know. Ohio, Sam, line four. What would happen if, God forbid, Donald Trump were removed? What would happen? Well, uh, sir, uh, thanks for taking my call, Dr. Savage. Hey, I, I'm, I agree with you. I've been telling my friends for years, why do you pay attention to this crazy kabuki stuff at the national level? I just feel like people don't take an, enough interest in the state and local government. Well, look what Gavin Newsom's doing to this state here in California, but we don't have to go that far. I want you to notice something. You, you raised a good, a good point. They're willing to come in till midnight, one in the morning, put on new outfits, take showers for the first time in the case of Nadler. It's the first shower of 2020 took last night. They gave him a new bow tie. Do you notice that they won't meet to discuss the ballooning federal deficit or the crisis at the border or the opioid epidemic? These dirty bums, these useless degenerates called, you know, the ratings for Congress now is at an all time low in American history. Everyone hates them. Congress is hated by the American people. They're willing to come until one in the morning to remove an elected president, but not to address pressing issues for this nation. I think that says an awful lot. Don't you agree? Uh, I agree. And then both sides are guilty of that. It's just- both sides are guilty for that. Right. When have the Republicans last come into session six days a week until they resolve the border crisis? Right. Until they build until they build that wall and keep keep the narco terrorists out of this country. Tell me, when have they last gone to gone to uh, the mats on that one? They won't. So what does that really tell us? The politicians live in a world of their own. And it's simply a power struggle right now between the Nancy Pelosi gang and the Republican gang. It's two gangs. It's a gang war going on right now. And, uh, you know, it's a question of which gang is going to win. Thank you for the call. I'm very cynical. 
I'm a very cynical person. I don't think I've changed as I've gotten older. I've gotten even more cynical. So what are you going to do about it? What can you do about it? you got to watch this crap. We put them in office and these jerks, this is the best they can do for us. All worked up over impeachment. Yeah, day and night impeachment. That's all. They've been living for this since he uh, was elected. <clears throat> they didn't even admit it. But what would happen if they removed him? Rob in New York, tell me, would there be big changes in your life if Trump was removed? Uh, short of what you said about my 401k, Dr. Savage, I would say uh, probably not. No, no big changes. Right, because we have a relatively stable governmental system. and It's a genius system, ingenious, created by the founding fathers. And uh, <laughs> a smooth transition of power. The Senate would still be controlled by the Republicans. The House still controlled by the communists. And it would then move to the election. So what would really change? Well, we know the economy would tank, right? The market for sure. You agree with that? The stock market would crash temporarily? Absolutely. And that would affect your 401k, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say, like you said, it would go down by half. Hmm. Wow. 855-407-282 is the phone number. It's a very controversial issue, by the way. Many of you fear, and rightly so, tyrannical socialism, which is what is in the wings, waiting in the wings. But it would not be introduced because the Senate is still going to be controlled by the Republican-controlled Senate. That would not happen. If, God forbid, November comes and the communists steal the election in November, then you'll have open socialism, if not communism. You'd have race war in this country. They'll go after the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, anything they could do to remove you from your weapons and from your truth. That is what they would do. But the economy would be impacted if Trump were removed. The poor would be affected very, very deeply. Homelessness would uh, balloon. The middle class would probably, a lot of them would lose their houses. So what would happen? Tell me what would happen. And I have not gotten one call on this program from a liberal who would say, yes, I would accept Pence as president. Not one of them have called. And I live in San Francisco. I broadcast from San Francisco. I happen to know there are many liberal Democrats who listen to this show religiously because, see, here's the thing. As corrupt as they may be, they have no opposition in the city of San Francisco, no opposition in the state of California. They've turned it into a one-party uh, Venezuelan state here. And many of them are very intelligent Yes, cunning and deviant in their, in their uh, machinations, but they want a discussion. Many of them are very intelligent, these socialists, communists, liberals, Democrats, whatever you want to call them. They range across the spectrum. It's like a, a spectrum there from outright old-line liberal to outright communist like Bernie Sanders. There's a whole spectrum. And as I say, many of them are starving for discussion because they don't have it. You turn on the news, you could die from it here in California. It is one party, one system, one message. It doesn't matter, Channel 2, NBC, C, it's all the same garbage. With their million-dollar news trucks, they cover nothing. It's the same exact party line, storyline, day and night. So as one of the only voices of opposition, local boy Michael Savage makes good, by the way, I'm the only local host in San Francisco who ever went national and succeeded. Others have tried it. 
and failed. I've succeeded. So I know you're listening to me, but why won't you call? Take the, take the savage challenge. If you're a liberal in San Francisco, you know, what are you afraid to call and say, yes, I'd accept Pence or no, I wouldn't? Would someone's liable to hear you? The thought police would hear you? And what would happen to you if you said, yes, I'd accept Pence? I, I don't understand people. They won't even have a discussion on this. But all right, we'll move on. That's all. But um, the real question is, if the human trash on the left were to succeed in their impeachment drama, it would only impact your 401 initially. What else would happen? I actually don't know if it would help them in November. It might hurt them in November, by the way. If they, if they were to succeed in impeaching Trump, it might actually hurt them even more in, in November, by the way. So what do you want to say about that? you have any ideas in it? California Lee, line two, you're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. We lose Trump, it becomes catastrophic. I think it goes far-reaching beyond the abilities of Pence to continue down the road that, that Trump's headed. We need to make sure that Trump stays there. Wait, wait, sir, that's not the discussion we're having. We know that. But I'm doing a hypothetical. I'm saying if they remove Trump, how would it really affect you? I think it's going to, number one, destroy my retirement. Number two, destroy my economic uh, possibilities through work, business. Uh, I think the whole social economic collapse would be forthcoming right out. Well, there's clearly, there would be a so- socioeconomic collapse in the country. There's no question about it. It also might be open season on white people if he were to be removed. There's liable to even be more violence than there is already from, let us say, certain uh, individuals in this country who are openly attacking white people. And uh, I'm going to play some sound when I come back of occasional cortex. She went before a group of African-Americans and literally called for violence. You'll never believe this. You'll never believe what this bartender is now saying behind closed doors. But we managed to get the tape, and I'll play it for you when I come back on The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. I don't believe our whole nation's priority is to slaughter people in other parts of the world. I think it is a priority of a powerful and concentrated class in the United States that happens to have a grip of control over our government. That's the bartender speaks to slaughter people in other parts of the world. You hear? Uh, how about her native Puerto Rico? Uh, where, where the uh, supplies go? Her sacred friends over there were hiding the supplies sent by Trump. No, no word out of the bartender on that. I found an interesting story this morning that I think you'd be interested in. Prince Harry, you know, the one who married down and destroyed himself. Prince Harry is a dummy. I don't know if you know, he dropped out of college. It's an interesting story, but Canada may not permit him to start a new life in Canada because uh, under strict immigration rules without a university degree or other, some other like, you know, great reason, they won't let you in. Did you know that? We let in, we let in people who are illiterate in Guatemala. They were illiterate in Spanish. El Salvador, they're illiterate in Spanish. They can't read the language. They can't write the language. Uh, Nancy Pelosi washes their feet. But in Canada, Socialist Canada, they may not even let Prince Harry in because they have very strict immigration rules, which I stumbled upon this morning. I don't know if you know, there's a great story. I put it on michaelsavage.com. The Sussexes, 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 Sussex, Sussexes. It's interesting, the word sex is in the Sussexes. It's a marriage based only on sex. Married the the TV star there. 
Uh, but it says it's unusual for anyone applying for immigration to Canada not to have any form of higher education. So Schmendrick Prince Harry dropped out of Posh Eaton College in 03 with a B in art and a D in geography at A-level. He's about as smart as his father. And then he went into the Royal Military Academy, Sandhurst, where I heard he was uh, rushed through the uh, courses there. They start with people with a Ph.D. and master's degrees, and they take them first, just like America, right? The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Ah, uh, hello. Welcome to The Savage Nation. Of course, we're talking about the impeachment uh, charade. We know it's a kabuki drama. We know how it ends. But, but what if it doesn't end? The way we think. What if the five turncoats, enough of them turn and Trump is impeached and removed from office? And I said, how would it really affect your life if Trump were removed from office? It's a provocative question that no one seems to have asked. We're all fighting over this, but let's say the left gets their way and they overturn the election and Pence becomes president. Other than the markets tanking by a large margin what would happen immediately nothing so we can talk about that if you'd like how it would affect your life if trump is removed from office but i want to talk for a minute about the epidemic coming in from china and how there must be quarantine immediately a complete stopping of all flights from china but of course it's not going to happen because we have a country run by i can't even categorize my contempt for the cdc even china itself is imposing a quarantine on passengers from Wuhan where the deadly virus surfaced. Now, what do you mean it surfaced in Wuhan? It surfaced in a so-called seafood market. Do you know what else they served in the Huanan seafood wholesale market in the city? Did you know? You know, here's the thing. They, they sell wolf pups, live living wolf pups. They sell uh, other animals over there, live foxes to be slaughtered and eaten, crocodiles, wolf puppies, giant salamanders, snakes, rats, peacocks. They sell porcupines, camel meat, 112 different animals, live and and frozen, delivered to your door, said the price list for the vendor. Wild game animal husbandry for the masses. Now, what I love about this is that China is held up to the liberal as some example uh, of great cultural advancement. You say China to the, oh, the Chinese are so advanced over the American. Oh, such a civilized society. Well, no, and if you study the history of China, it's not such a civilized society. Even right now, they have slave labor camps. They harvest organs out of people, especially amongst the Christians, which I'm sure Larry David would find amusing. But no, no, it's not that civilized a country, by the way. In fact, when you see that this virus 
now threatening to, to go go uh, rogue on the world uh, has come from an animal of some sort and jumped into the humans. What that brings up is the whole issue of a zoonotic infection. I remember when I was in grad school a long time ago, it just came up. It was a very interesting subject, zoonotic infections, which means an infection that goes from an animal, a wild animal, to man. And one of the key examples that I learned was about syphilis. You may think syphilis originated amongst humans, but it didn't. Originally, syphilis is thought to have been endemic amongst yamas in South America. It gets a little sensitive from here on in. But let's combine the yama with the Spanish conquistadors, the ancestors of Cortex, the sacred Spaniards. You see, they were were deprived of uh, the companion of human women. So the conquistadors did the next best thing. They fell in love with the yama. And they got the disease from the yamas that the yamas had. It was a syphilis-like infection. And it was zoonotic. It transferred to the Spanish conquistadors, who then, when they went back to Spain, brought it back to Europe. And that's how this zoonotic infection then spread throughout Europe. Started with uh, the, the animals in South America. At least that was the theory when I was studying this a number of years ago. Uh, it's probably been revised for political reasons now because they didn't want to embarrass the memory of Spanish conquistadors. It wasn't bad enough that they shot native, natives out of cannons in Brazil for sport on Sundays. But uh, this might be too much for the libs to even mention that Spaniards are in somehow, uh, somehow not perfect. Only the Americans are imperfect to the racists. I just thought I'd throw that in on the, the seafood market where it began. It's sickening the things that they do to animals over there, what they do to bears and dogs. But please don't, don't put China up on some pedestal of great civilization. You know, I've read Chinese poetry going back a thousand years. I know how civilized their art can be. But the actual reality of the Chinese society is not quite as civil as the liberals would have you believe. I know they all bow in Chinese restaurants when they get a glass of water. I know that they put their hands together and bow uh, when they get a napkin. The Chinese look at them like they're insane because they are. Liberalism is a mental disorder. You ever see the libs behave in Chinese restaurants? Idiots, they put their hands together and bow if they get a glass of water. Oh, thank you. They're there as a customer. They thank the owner 50 times. Do you ever hear libs in a restaurant? Thank you, thank you, thank you. What do you mean, thank you? They're glad you're in there to buy the crap that they're selling. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So on the menu at Chinese virus market, rats, live wolf pups. Isn't that nice? Send that to occasional cortex the next time she bashes America. And that's the rest of the story on zoonotic infections right here on the Savage Graduate School of Political Science. And now let's go on to the other topic of the Trump removal. Okay? So he's removed. God forbid. They succeed. Little Jerry Nadler, the night school, the night school uh, nebbish, celebrates, uh, Schiff celebrates. And uh, then what happens? What happens? How does your life change? Because it's a different look. God forbid a president dies in office, a president, the vice president becomes president, and there's not enough time for Pelosi and her gang to impeach Pence. They wouldn't have the time to do it. So it would be Pence running the government with the with the uh, Republican Senate. There would be no immediate change. You understand that? Well, all right. I'm sure you do, but no one's thought that far ahead. 
And I like to think that this show succeeds in ways that others can't by thinking further ahead than others and coming up with thoughts beyond the immediate and thinking ahead. So we hope that it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, then what happens? That's what I'm asking you. And if you'd like to talk about that, that's fine. By the way, his name would still be on the ballot, incidentally. We could vote him in again. Did you, did you know that? You know that even if he were impeached and removed, he could run against the, the nebishes on, on the liberal side. I think he'd win again anyway. Win by, win by a landslide. Then we would guarantee we'd come out. All of the lazy Republicans are what, what don't vote. They're too busy golfing or riding around in, in, in retirement trailers. They don't even vote, most of them. All they do is collect their, uh, their retirement check and drive around in trailers from retirement uh, community to retirement community. I can't do that. I don't understand that, to get a camper and drive around with the missus. Could you do that? It looks good on, in the ads, these big uh, camper trailers. I don't know. There's something about it. I mean, who do you meet, Nick? You meet, like, interesting people over a campfire? I, maybe it's nice. I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm sure many of you are listening to me in a camper trailer right now at some campground somewhere, some Republican campground. Well, I don't know. It's just not for me. I don't know. Maybe it's still part of me, that New Yorker part of me. I can't see myself in a trailer in, in a campground in my retirement. In fact, I can't see myself in retirement at all, ever. Thinking of retirement, it's so cold in Florida, iguanas are falling out of trees. <laughs> Tell that to Greta Dunberg. Apparently, the message, the, the pictures of the iguanas falling out of trees didn't make it to Sweden. How could you believe this dumb child? I don't understand this. I, 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 I don't understand it. Of course I understand it. I reposted a story on michaelsavage.com. I hope they didn't take it down already. It's hard to keep up with what's up, what's down. Oh, here it is. Down on the bottom right above Plant a Tree, A Working Guide to Regreening America, a book I wrote in 1975, there's a story. NASA predicts next solar cycle will be lowest in 200 years, the Dalton minimal levels and the implications. I'm not going to read it to you. Please read it. NASA predicts the next solar cycle will be the lowest in 200 years, Dalton minimum levels plus the implications. Even NASA appears to be on board with their recent SC25 prediction. What does that mean? The number of sunspots will be 30 to 50% lower than the most recent one. I know that you can't follow that if you're Greta Thunberg or you go to Harvard and you're studying ethnic studies or let's say something like anthropology. Uh, but that means it's actually going to get colder, according to NASA scientists. But that has not stopped Greta Thunberg from being put on Time magazine because the people who run Time magazine are about one degree below her in terms of intelligence. But let's go back to impeachment. What else do I want to talk about? Maybe nothing else. What? Do you want me to talk about something else? Science, poetry, politics? We'll get back to impeachment at the bottom of the hour. We have Bob Barr, who was one of the impeachment managers during the Clinton impeachment. I did a provocative story last year, December of 2019, that Cheryl Chumley picked up in the Washington Times, Michael Savage's brilliant tie of Bible truths to impeachment. And it's, it, it, you know, the, the, the monologue was entitled, Will Impeachment Cause a Rise of Anti-Semitism in the Country? It was very provocative, but unfortunately very true. Will impeachment cause a rise of, uh, of anti-Semitism in the country? You got to hand it to Pelosi. She's a very, very, very cunning woman. You notice that the lead names on the impeachment are Schiff, 
Nadler, Zelensky, and Goldman. Very interesting how Pelosi pulled it off, how she cynically used Jewish congressmen and others to lead the charge. That, you got to understand, is something that Don Corleone himself would approve of. That is really playing billiards at its best, Nancy. Notice she's been silent now that she unleashed all of the lawyers, all the smart little lawyers that went to Harvard. Well, at least some of them did. Nadler went to night school. He barely got through. He squeaked through to fix tickets in Brooklyn. Now, there's vile anti-Semitism surrounding the impeachment proceeding, and it's being riled up, as as you well know, because of what Pelosi plotted to do. We know about the deep state and those in the FBI and CIA who plotted against the president. That's an established fact. But why did they hate Trump so much? Because Trump dared to speak up and expose the new world order and those in our government trying to impose their will on our nation. Many have noted how the attacks on Trump are similar to the Salem witch trials and McCarthyism. I wrote about it in Stop Mass Hysteria. But I also said it bears a resemblance to another historic event, the crucifixion of Jesus. No, I'm not comparing Trump to Jesus. The differences in the two are evident. But they were both falsely accused by those in power and turned over to a deep state to do their will. Today, the far reach of the Romans has been replaced by the new world order. The Sanhedrin were the law of the land when Jesus lived. In our modern times, they resemble the Supreme Court in power controlled by a body of 71 in biblical times, and then smaller Sanhedrin made up of 23 who reached decisions in outlying areas of the Bible, biblical territories. In the case of Jesus, the Jewish leaders were told to accuse and condemn him of violating the Sabbath law by healing on the Sabbath, threatening to destroy the Jewish temple, sorcery, exercising people by the power of demons, and claiming to be both the Messiah and the Son of God. In essence, Rome could not have someone say they were a king, as Jesus was said to have claimed in being the king of the Jews, because this would upset the ruling class. According to the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is tried and condemned by the Sanhedrin, although not all members of the Sanhedrin were there, and only Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus dissented from this decision to crucify uh, Jesus. Could we reason that their actions were similar to Adam Schiff's star chamber, where only a few were allowed to attend? But we must not forget who first pushed for impeachment. Nancy Pelosi, a non-Jew who was using Jews to do her dirty work. I realize that struck you as a dirty blow by what I just said. But not quite as dirty as what Pelosi has done. The rest, of course, you know the history. Jesus was eventually turned over to the Romans for crucifixion. Romans were the deep state of their time. Pontius Pilate found no basis for this crucifixion, much like Bob Mueller found no collusion. But the deep state wanted their blood. Pilate was offered the crowd. uh, You know the whole story, what they did to him. Horrible story. The Democrats in the deep state want to crucify Trump without a shred of evidence. This is history repeating itself. They continue to malign him, even calling Trump an anti-Semite. Now, how could he be an anti-Semite? His son-in-law is an Orthodox Jew whose grandfather and grandmother defied the Nazis in Poland. Trump's own daughter converted to Judaism, and his grandchildren are all Jewish. Still, the vermin in the media cast Trump as an anti-Semite. I will tell you this, personally knowing him, Trump is the greatest ally the Jewish people have ever had in America. 
Now, I'm not comparing Donald Trump to Jesus. When I return, I'll compare the impeachment of Trump to the crucifixion of Jesus and also take your calls on that other topic of what would happen if he was actually removed in your life. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. We now come to the question of could Donald Trump be impeached, removed, and run for re-election? No one's asked that question either because they're still stuck in the present, screeching, yelling, getting hysterical over it one way or the other. I mean, I, you know, look, I have strong feelings on it, but I'm not going to get hysterical on the radio like some of the high-pitched whiners and squealers every day. You think they really care one way or the other? They don't care. It's uh, laughing all the way to the Swiss bank. But the fact is, in the short answer, Trump could run again so long as the Senate wouldn't decide to forbid it. It's a complicated answer. I'll give you an example, though. Uh, There's a little example that you may remember. Back in a couple of decades ago, 1989, the Senate removed Al C. Hastings from his judgeship for corruption in 1989, but he later won re-election in the United States House where he continues to serve. I realize it's on a minor scale, but it could happen. Okay? In other words, the Senate can vote to remove the president and to disqualify him or her from holding future office, but that's not in the articles of impeachment right now. The articles have to say that, and uh, I don't know that they do. So he could be removed and then come back and run and win again. But the big question is, how would it really impact you right now? When I come back, Bob Barr will be with us. He was one of the House managers against Bill Clinton, back in the day. Let's see what he has to say. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. So impeachment is on everyone's mind. I've asked you a loaded question, which is that even if he was impeached and removed, how would it really affect your life immediately? Uh, I thought that was an interesting question. We hope it doesn't happen, but what if it did? Joining us right now is someone who's been through this, and there aren't too many people around with his experience or knowledge. Mr. Bob Barr, Congressman Bob Barr, was a Clinton impeachment manager for the Republicans. Okay, he was there on the other side. Congressman Barr, thank you for being with us on the Savage Nation. Oh, it's great to be with you and your listeners. There's so much going on here. Uh, It's uh, great to be with you to offer a little bit of insight from my perspective. Well, you've been there. Most of us were just sitting on the outside. Uh, Is there any possible way you see these impeachment articles holding up and leading to the impeachment of Donald Trump in the Senate? I don't personally, but do you? Only if there is something that uh, that comes in that is so explosive, but no, I don't see that either. I, I see some other dangers lurking there that we can talk about, but ultimately, no, I don't see uh, President Trump being removed. What are the other dangers, Congressman Barr? The other dangers are the effectiveness or potential effectiveness by the House managers to reach beyond some of the handful of squishy Republicans to their constituents to exert sufficient pressure on, say, a Mitt Romney, that mm. they convince him to you know, play nice, nice, and be so concerned about appearing to be nonpartisan that they open the door to all manner of new witnesses and new evidence that was not part of the House impeachment articles. Well, so far, 
53-47 on every move. They haven't gotten one of them to come over. Isn't that a good sign? It, it's kind of irrelevant because the real battle will come uh, at, the clo- at the end of the arguments when uh. the Senate decides whether or not actually to entertain the notion of witnesses and new evidence. But what the House managers, I have to say, have been effective at doing is presenting new evidence, that is, you know, evidence that came up after the House articles of impeachment were passed. They've been doing that during the procedural arguments, uh, and the Republicans, uh, Senator McConnell, allowed them to do that, which is improper under the basic rules under which they're operating. So why did McConnell do that? I mean, why do you think he caved? Is, is he on the inside? Is he hoping Trump is removed? No, I don't think that. And it may be that they that the House, uh, Repu- I mean, sorry, that the Senate Republicans just didn't want to fight that battle. But uh, I'm a little bit concerned, uh, you know, that this Lev Parnas nonsense uh, has come in uh, when it really was not part of the House record. And if you look at the rule under which the Senate is operating, it is supposed to be limited only to that evidence that was part of the House articles of impeachment, not post-impeachment evidence. Hmm. Well, so again, the Democrats are very cleverly outmaneuvering the Republicans, is what I'm hearing. Uh, it's happened before. I mean, I... Going back to the days uh, when I served on the Judiciary Committee, when Chuck Schumer was still in the House on the Judiciary Committee, I saw him operate back then during the, uh, during the Waco hearings, for example. Chuck Schumer is a vicious street fighter. And although I have great respect for Senator McConnell and his grasp of Senate rules and procedures, uh, you can't play nice with Chuck Schumer. I mean, he is a mean, vicious, but very smart and crafty street fighter. Okay, so going back to the Clinton impeachment trial, where you, Congressman Barr, were one of the managers for the Republicans. Okay, in other words, you were one of the prosecutors then. Uh, there were no witnesses called. Wasn't it done by videotape? There, there were no live witnesses whatsoever, contrary to what uh, Adam Schiff and Chuck Schumer keep saying. There were no live witnesses presented mm. to the Senate back in 1999. Mm. And the only witnesses that were allowed late in the Senate trial were three witnesses that the House managers, we House managers, were allowed to depose. Uh, but the witnesses were never presented live to the Senate. And actually, uh, the circum or the the limitations mm. on the depositions that we were allowed to take were so stifling that we were able to get no new evidence anyway. Hmm. So you took depositions, videotape, closed door from Monica Lewinsky, Vernon Jordan, and Sidney Blumenthal. Correct. That is correct. So, okay, their big hope, the Dems today is that they'll get a guy like uh, uh, Bolton to turn on Trump. I personally don't think Bolton would commit political suicide by doing that. Even if he had something against Trump and hated him for what he did done to him, let's say, with throwing him out so unceremoniously, do you actually think that Bolton would do that and actually stab the president like a Brutus? I, I don't think so, but I 
do know that uh, money uh, can be uh, <laughs> enticing, and as I understand it, uh, John Bolton is has already written, I guess, and is preparing to have published a, uh, a tell-all, uh, and he may see this as an opportunity to accelerate oh sales of that. I mean, I, I know oh that's... Oh, my God. In other words, if he, if he came up and had an explosive statement, his book would automatically be like a three, four million copy bestseller. Correct. Wow. I, I really didn't think into that realm that he would uh, do that. Uh, do you know uh, him at all, Mr. Bolton? Uh, I do. Uh, you know, I, I worked with him actually years ago uh, when I was the U.S. attorney down here in Atlanta, and uh, John was with the Department of Justice, and I've worked with him on a couple of other things. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I think he would do that, but I worry about it in today's environment. <laughs> right. Where, where anything goes for a buck. Um, what do you think in the worst case scenario? And I'm at pure speculation. Bolton is called to testify. Uh, Schumer outmaneuvers the Republicans. They get live witnesses. What is it the worst thing that that bar? I'm sorry, Mr. Barr, that Bolton could possibly say that would condemn the president? What would it be? I don't think that there's anything he could say that would switch sufficient number of senators so that they would vote to convict uh, President Trump. What I worry about is that he could present some evidence that might sway some of the squishy Republicans uh, to vote uh, on one or the other of the articles of impeachment, uh, probably the abuse of power uh, article, so that the Democrats then in the fall, uh, leading up to the election, could claim that uh, this was a nonpartisan vote, that they, that they actually got one or two or maybe even three Republicans to vote against Mr. Trump and uh -huh. use that to hammer Republicans and hammer the president with. Congressman Barr, we've been around a long time. I've been on radio 25, 26 years. You, you've been around a very long time. Uh, I look at Pelosi, and I believe that she's so crazed on her power that her dream is to impeach both President Trump and Pence, decapitate the government, and become president. So let's take the worst-case scenario. They succeed in removing Trump from office. Could they then impeach Vice President Pence in time prior to the election? Uh, they they already, I mean, they're looking at impeaching Pence. They're looking at impeaching my namesake, Attorney General Bill Barr. They're looking at, uh, I've even heard talk, of course, of impeaching the Secretary of State. I mean, they are so rabid in their hatred Jeez. of President Trump and anyone connected with him, such as the Vice President or the Secretary of State, that I can see them doing that. I mean, you saw... Along wow. a couple of days ago, uh, Matt Waters, the chair of the Financial Services Committee, saying pretty much exactly that. Well, um, so it could happen, that worst case scenario where we become a banana republic, where a corrupt member of the House, the Speaker of the House, gets to decapitate the entire government and become president. That could happen. I mean, I, I think that that is. A, a likely track that they would want that they will pursue if they were successful in uh, removing President Trump. Hmm. I don't think that any of that is going to happen, but I think that I, I think that is where their hatred of anything Trump could take them to try that.
But, you know, Congressman Barr, you're a former U.S. attorney, so no doubt in every trial you ever did, you had to think along the lines of what the enemy is thinking, correct? That's where I always start. What are the, where is my opponent, opposition going to come from, and how do I counter it? Well, you know, that's how I run my radio show. I always try to think the worst from the other side. And I believe she is so viciously corrupt and so power mad that she could try to pull this off. But on what grounds, let's take the worst case again, could they go after Pence? What did he do, for God's sakes? Well, they, they are trying to link him some, somehow to uh, the Ukraine uh, goings-on. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how they could, but they very subtly are now starting to mention his name uh, as being part of the so-called cover-up. Unbelievable. What sort of evidence they could manufacture. He's one of the most decent men I've ever met in my life. I mean, I visited the vice president when I visited the president. I think they hate him because he's a devout Christian, personally. I think that is part of the reason why they do hate him. And I, I know him. We overlapped in the Congress. And my impression of him is exactly the same as yours. A deep down, very decent person. So where do we, the people, stand on all of this? We have to sit here and idly watch this kabuki drama play out and pray to God uh, that four members of the Republican Senate don't uh, turn code. Is that about it? Well, we certainly... Yeah, we can't, don't have the capability to intervene directly in what's going on. But I do think that people who care about uh, our republic, who care about law, who care about uh, precedent, who care about the Constitution, need to be not only paying attention to this, as, as difficult as it is to sit here and listen yep. to Schiff and the other impeachment oh. managers, yes. need to be out there supporting groups that are fighting this, that collectively do have the capability to reach voters in key states such as Utah with Senator Romney. Uh, there are a lot of good organizations out there that people can, uh, through which their voice can be magnified. I think they need to do that. We need to be supporting those organizations that stand for the Constitution and for, you know, as they used to say in the old uh, Superman, truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> yeah, I remember that comic. Congressman Barr, you, again, you were on the other side. You were one of those presenting evidence against Bill Clinton. Aside from lying, what were his crimes that were that were at the level of an impeachment, impeachable crimes? Uh, he took uh, very specific uh, steps to con try and convince witnesses against him not to testify or to testify untruthfully. Hmm. The obstruction of justice uh. against him, not obstruction of Congress. Obstruction hmm. of justice is a real bona fide serious crime. Oh, so like the mafia would try to suppress witnesses. I got it. Now, can we talk about Ukraine for one minute? Isn't it within the, 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 the mandate of a president that before releasing foreign aid, you do due diligence on where the money is going? It would be irresponsible of a president not to do that. So, so when Trump says to Zelensky, look, I'm a little worried about Hunter Biden and others in there, or whatever he may have said, how is that, how is that not seen as the prerogative of a president? It, it is responsible for a president to do everything possible to ensure that large, the taxpayer funds, in this case several hundred million dollars of taxpayer funds, are not sent to a country that uh, that will corruptly divert those monies from the 
purposes for which they are they were appropriated. So in this case, uh, because Ukraine had a known record of corruption, because there already was significant evidence that Vice Pre- former Vice President Biden, while he was Vice President, had interfered in the government operations in Ukraine to the benefit mm. of his son, that is, mm. corrupt activity, it was entirely appropriate for the president to say, now, wait a minute, before we send you these funds, we want your assurances uh, that these matters will be looked into and will be corrected. Totally right. It's due diligence on the part of a president. He would actually be uh, delinquent of his duties not to ask where the money is going, given that Ukraine is known as a slush fund and a corrupt nation. Congressman Barr, I thank you again for your succinct analysis and for appearing today on The Savage Nation. Thank you very much. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. It is The uh, Savage Nation. Uh, That was a great interview with Congressman Barr, who had been an impeachment manager as a Republican against Clinton. And if you missed it, boy, it's going to be on my podcast coming up in about an hour. You know, a sign of our times just came out. Miami Herald has closed their printing plant and cut 70 jobs. Can you believe it? You know, it strikes me as so amazing that one newspaper after another in liberal cities goes out of business, primarily because of their left-wing slant, and they will not change their politics. They'd rather lose their jobs, lose the newspaper, than change their political orientation. The average American is not a leftist. The average American is not to the left. The average American doesn't read these trash fake news outlets anymore because they don't want to be insulted with the daily lies, with the assault upon uh, them, the assault upon their family values, their assault upon the church, their assault upon Donald Trump even. So here's the Miami Herald closing a printing plant, cutting 70 jobs, the same headlines that may as well be written by uh, Larry David and his gang from, from Hollywood. The same in San Francisco. No newspaper. It's a mimeograph sheet put out by Pelosi and uh, Feinstein. Uh, no newspaper in Los Angeles anymore. The same left-wing fanaticism. It's amazing to me that the American people can see the truth, and they're really not waiting. They're voting with their pocketbook. They're not buying the fake news outlets anymore. Again, I want to close by advising this government to quarantine all travelers from China, close flights from China. Even China is quarantining Wuhan. But here in America, the dummies at the CDC who are nothing but businessmen in bad suits refuse to protect the American people. The Westwood One Podcast Network.